This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalong. Still to come on the show this evening, a South Korean football club had to apologise for filling its stand with hundreds and hundreds of dolls to make it look like there was people there. Now, they weren't any old type of dolls. They were a very particular type of doll that seems to be very popular over there. So they had to come out and apologise, tell you more about that on Down With That Sort of Thing. Careful now. A little bit later on, uh, now, Saoirse, the question again was... The question is, the average adult spends more time on the toilet per day than doing what? Now, I definitely spend more time on the toilet than doing this. So the average adult... I don't know about you. Yeah. Spend more time on the toilet than doing something else. Yeah. What is it? Yeah, that's not a bad one. 0876797104. What do you think that you do or the... (laughs) You're spending more time on the toilet than than something else um, on a daily basis. What do you think that is? I'm trying to figure out whether it's a a very long time people are spending in the toilet or the other thing they're not spending too much time on at all. Uh, 087-67-97-104. Now, it's interesting because you have to try and calculate around how long would you spend on a toilet per day. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think. I, I can't imagine that long. And the only reason I'd be in there for a while is, is if I'm, you know, because we do that disgusting thing now where we're bringing our phones in, regardless of what we're doing, yeah. and just stuck on that for ages. It's like you could half the time you spend on the toilet if you didn't bring your phone in. You're just sitting there glued to Instagram or Snapchat or um, TikTok and seeing what the crack is. But you wouldn't spend more than 20 minutes a day on the toilet, would you? I don't think so. Unless, I don't know, unless... You're really avoiding work or something that you need to do or, I don't know. Yeah, but like the average person, I wouldn't say it's more than 20 minutes per day. I can imagine. Yeah, it's, be wrong, even saying that, 20 minutes is a long time. Like, how many times are you going? Well, God, how many times did you go today? How many your blathers? How many times did you go today? How many times did I go today? Let me see. Uh, I'd say I went maybe four times. Oh, God. Maybe four times, yeah. I always wake up bursting. Like, I mean, like, my bladder could explode yeah. from bursting that much. So that's that one. And then, yeah, probably about mid-morning I'll go again. Then maybe the afternoon and then maybe before the show. So, yeah, about four times. I know, I'll go at night after uh, be o- over. Actually... 
That'll be after 12. So, yeah, about four times. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the average amount of times is, three or four. But listen, apparently, Saoirse will be spending more time. Now, do you spend more time in the toilet than doing that thing? Yeah, I do, yeah. And I would Saoirse... probably only spend, I wouldn't spend 20 minutes a day in the toilet. Like, I'm not okay. going in there for any other reason than to do what I'm meant to do and then leave again. So, you know, I wouldn't be reading my phone or bringing my phone in. I'm not disgusting. So I would say I don't spend more than, like, 10 minutes in the toilet per day. Okay, okay. Uh, 0876797104. Um, the average person, so if you, you are an average adult, you are spending more time on the toilet than you are than you are doing something else, right? So, so you spend more time doing this than something else. Now, the thing that they're, that they sh- that they're doing less of, right, than going to the bathroom, is, is that a good or a bad thing? Like, should people do that? Um, the thing they're doing less of, they should really be doing a lot more of. So, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um... Uh, let me read out some of the WhatsApps here quickly. Jacinta, good evening. How's you? Uh, is it more time in the bathroom than it is cleaning? That's a good guess now. That is a good guess, actually, yeah. Um, I would say I definitely uh, do less cleaning than I would spending on the toilet. But it's not the answer I'm looking for. Oh, no. It's not the answer. No. Um, is it more... Though. Is it more time on the in the bathroom, as in doing your wee-wees, uh, more time there than more time in the shower? Um, no, that's not the right answer. No. I'm going to presume. I'm going to presume this is wrong as well. This comes in from Shane. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be dirt. I know. I can. I can yeah, sense yeah, it, yeah. Shane. Is it more time in the bathroom? People are spending more time in the bathroom than they are farting. Like, how do I answer now that? Now, listen, Shane, those two things could overlap as well, by the way. Yeah, they could overlap. Um, it's... Oh, Jesus. No. Can't. No, it's not the right answer. Of course not. No. I mean, you could also be farting doing this as well, you know? Yeah. Oh, could you? Ah, oh, you could, yeah. All right, okay. Any other ideas? Um, uh, a lot of other uh, kind of cleaning, hygiene things coming in like that. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. The question quickly again, Saoirse, is the average adult sp- spends more time on the toilet than what? FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Saoirse Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Thank you for all your uh, McDonald's-related updates, by the way. We were chatting to a few people out in Nookrove and uh, and Kylemore and the mayhem that was going on. Uh, We just got a message in from Sam. Sam, what's the story? Thanks for... uh giving us a shout. Sam has said, 40 minutes so far on the queue for Talent drive-through. When you think you've crawled the queue, you're surprised to be told there is a one-way system and you have to join another queue. I was just told I'd be 30 minutes from here. That was a few moments ago at 10 o'clock. They have just now closed the gates. Sam, tell me you've gotten in, as in you're ahead of the gates that have been closed and you're locked and loaded. Wouldn't there Uh, be nothing worse if you'd been queuing all the way up the road and then you realise they closed the gates and you're near enough and you've been waiting for about half an hour, 40 minutes? You'd crack up. Oh, she's in. Thank God. Oh, 
we, we can oh, be relieved. Please send us a picture of your food afterwards so we can kind yeah. of eat virtually or what's the word? Uh, we we can live through you. We can we can. We'll um, live through you. Yeah. Uh, live through your amazing life. Are you on your own, Sam? By the way, are you with anyone? Um, Does anybody go to McDonald's on their own? Yeah. <laughs> you never go to McDonald's on your own. It's one of those like uh, let's go for a drive. You want to go and or your other half, and you just jump in the car and you go. Listen, when you're having those real low moments in your life and you've had a really <laughs> shitty day at work. <laughs> And you don't want to talk to anyone. You just want to go up and get yourself a Big Mac meal and a milkshake and sit there and just ponder life in a car park in, in Blanche or Liffey Valley or somewhere. And just go, what am I doing? What is it? What's oh, worth it? You make all your biggest life decisions that. around a drive through McDonald's. Right. So, so like every time know. you say that, I can just picture you doing it <laughs> in, your sh- in your boxers because you forgot to put on your shorts. <laughs> oh, in my boxers in the car. Just, you know, uh, oh, just sitting there. Tragic. Absolutely sitting there tragic. pondering life, wondering where it all went wrong. Yeah, <laughs> wondering where, in the name of God, it did go all wrong, and just kind of uh, uh. <laughs> playing a bit of <laughs> hello darkness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's how everyone feels right now as they're sitting in their <laughs> yeah, car yeah. being turned away. This is going to be the ending parting shot of Reeling in the Years uh, for 2020. We'll just be slow motion shots of people pulling into McDonald's drive-thru, questioning their life, going, what has the world become? Can't. What have we all become? I actually can't. Too good. Right, okay. Right, we're getting there. Glad to hear you're in, Sam. Anyway, anyone else who who is finally, you know, uh, it is now officially closed. McDonald's there, 11 till 10. If you snuck in, if you've gotten ahead of the gate, do let us know. Um, And and you know what, we might as well just, um, we'll be bold here. If you're currently sitting in the queue for any McDonald's, just beep your car horn. Oh, yeah, do. And just see, see who else is around that might be listening as well. Just beep your car horn a couple of times and have a little beep off and keep yourselves entertained and maybe do a few like da 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 um, and no, then, we'll then they definitely... might get they might get in trouble and then they might be turned away so people might be afraid to do that oh yeah no no just a little beep just a little beep you know they can't turn everyone away if you use I'll do it so if you're doing that just give a little beep see who else is around and have a little beep off with, with people and then we will definitely get in trouble for encouraging kind of uh, anti-social loud noise behaviour uh, out of them all but let us know anyway um, the, the question again seriously quickly was the question was, the average adult spends more time on the toilet in a day than doing what? Uh, okay, they take more time on the toilet. And now, this, is, this has been a big thing in lockdown. A lot of people are doing this every day at some point. This is now what the new kind of um, influencers are focusing on. Going to the toilet? No, not going to the thing that we do less of right okay someone says is it sleeping the average adult spends more time on the toilet than sleeping <laughs> less, how little are, are you sleeping, sleeping or my toilet? god go yeah. to a doctor go to a doctor that's not normal or else yeah how long are you spending on a toilet in a day <laughs> oh, um, thanks for that Jacinta uh, Jess, Jess has said uh, is it more time on the toilet than getting ready to go out um, I'm getting worried for these I answers guess I, uh, yeah, I mean, during lockdown, that would be the case, wouldn't it? Because we're not going anywhere, so we're not getting ready to... We're not spending much time getting ready, so you probably would be spending less than 10 minutes doing anything to make yourself look better. Uh, so that's a good guess, but it's not the right answer. Hmm. No. 
Uh, okay, is it uh, you're more time on the toilet than you are spending time on your phone? See, I think most people bring their phone into the toilet. So do I. Do you know, so I don't think that can even be the answer. No. No, it's not. This is something you can do inside and it's something you can do outside. And we're spending less time doing this on average than we are on a toilet. Uh, okay, a few people I think might be close to it. Is it... Let me see who got this in. I think got this in first. Anyway, Sarah has said... Where's Sarah's message gone now? She wants to this in. Sarah has said, has to be exercise. So are more people spending more time on the toilet than they are exercising? Are they spending more time on the toilet? Am I spending more time on the toilet per day than exercising? Yes, I am. Yes. That's The answer is exercise. So we are spending less time exercising than we are sitting on our asses. Oh, that's... I'm I'm trying trying my very best to try and do at least one thing a day because, as I mentioned, like last week or the week before, I made the fatal error of stepping onto the weighing scales, right? And you know that... You know, to be honest with you, I don't know if you've ever done this. Do you ever, like, sign up to go to the gym, but you won't go until you've actually lost a few few pounds before you even go yes. back to the gym? I do that all the time. Not all the time. I don't go to the gym all the time. But I've signed up to, to a, a gym three times, and I've done that. You're like, I can't go. I'm too fat to go to the gym. What will people think yeah. of me? <laughs> right, so it's like I, I, had a, I had a friend of mine. They used to have a cleaner in their gaff because they were fancy, right? But mm. his mom would always have to clean the house before the cleaner came over. Oh, my God. There you go. It's a weird one, isn't it? It's too yeah. embarrassing and shame. So I've done that. You know, you, you don't want to go back to the gym or to a boot camp or wherever until you've shed a few pounds so that, you know, the people you've, that'll see you there from before won't be like, wow, you really, you've really let yourself go. You've no self-control. What are you doing with your life? So, um, I, I, you know, I gave it a few weeks of trying to go and exercise and not eat as much crap um, and eat the food that Aaron, who was on earlier, sent us in some miserable seal. I think it was salmon and steak and stuff. Aaron, I'm so sorry you had to put yourself through that, but stepped on the scales a couple of weeks ago and was like, oh, God, we're getting yeah. into dangerous territories here now. And I've been trying to do something every single day, but it's, it's, it's just very, very, it's very difficult when you're doing nothing else at all. Yeah, well, I try, so I guess that's where yeah. we differ. But, um, you know, walking to the shop today, I was even out of breath. <laughs> I was. Did you realise what, what we're doing? Like, oh, God, that's what we have to talk about. Yeah, nearly forgot. Whew. What we're doing on Friday, I haven't forgotten. I haven't practised like you did yesterday. I'm, I'm going to be one of these people that will hold off till the day. Yeah. I'll set up nicely on a stool. I'll have all my food ready that I can just grab and go. So... Uh, on Friday, we are doing a huge, huge fundraiser. It's the first time we have ever done anything as big, as challenging, as as different here on FM104 ever in the, in the history of the station, right? We're trying to raise as much money as possible for Jigsaw. If you've never heard of them before, they provide professional uh, clinical interventions and treatments for young people. They look after young people's mental health. As you know, this country isn't the greatest when it comes to having funded government facilities and healthcare services for young people, especially with regards to their mental health. So what we've done is we've teamed up with them and uh, we're trying to raise as much money as possible this Friday. So on the day is going to be is going to be really, really exciting. We have the script lined up. We have Little Mix lined up. We have uh, Ruth Ann. We have the Coronas and loads more to be announced that are going to get involved on the day itself. There'll be cash prizes will be given away as well as part of it. It's going to be a huge, huge, huge amount of fun. So um, 
we were kind of asking last week what would be a good kind of challenge that we could maybe get involved in myself and Sirius could go head to head and do something and a couple of suggestions came in from a few listeners and we decided that we would take one of them on board and that was race to the top of the Empire State Building from our own homes obviously so as you know we can't exactly do this and fly over to New York so the Empire State Building it's 1,860 steps to the top of the Empire State Building and myself and Sirius are going to go head to head on Friday and see who can get there uh, you can get there the quickest, right? You can do it the quickest. And <clears throat> I tried to do... It, it's working out. I have 14 steps on my stairs in the house here. A normal average stairs, probably the same as yours. And I tried to do um, 10, 10 laps up the, 10 up the stairs, 10 laps up the stairs. And it didn't take me too long, but I was exhausted, absolutely yeah. exhausted after it. Now, uh, we're going to have to do about 133 laps of the stairs at home. And I'm kind of worried about that, see how long. I, th- I definitely think we should be able to do it, but it's just got how long it's going to take us, now exhausted and damaged we'll be afterwards. Uh, we'll be, it'll be a bit of crack, though. But there is a race and this sickened me, right? You're not going to believe this, right? There is a race that happens every year. It's called tower racing. It happens all over the world. But one of the main ones was in the Empire State Building where people race up to the top of the Empire State Building to see how long it can take them to run up the... Um, the, the race is 86 floors. There's not 102. It's not the total. It's 86 floors, right? The guy who won it, the guy who was won it the most amount of times, he's, a, he's an Australian guy, right? Guess how long it took him to run up the Empire State Building? 86 floors. I don't have a clue. Like, if we're talking about walking up and it might take us three hours to do it, like, in a, you know, reasonable way, I would say he was able to run it in 40 minutes. Even that seems difficult, doesn't it? It does. It seems like that's me going extreme on it. That doesn't mean that that's easy to do at all. You know, what's happening quickly before I tell you, how long do you think it would take someone, or the fastest, this is the world record, by the way, for the fastest time it took someone to run up the Empire State Building? If you've ever been to the Empire State Building and you've stood at the bottom and you've looked up, you're like, it's pretty tall. How long do you think it would take you or an average person or even a runner to get up those 86 flights of stairs that are over there? Uh, 0876797104. I can just tell you, Saoirse, you were not going to believe how quickly this gentleman did it. His name is Paul Crack. He's Australian. He used to do mountain running. So you know the way this, he, he competed actually mountain running at Olympic level. So, you know, you can run across the, the outdoors and outbacks and do mountain running. So his legs were, I suppose, used to kind of constantly climbing uphill and running uphill. Yeah. <laughs> 40 fiddle, minutes fiddle. was what I was thinking, right? I went on and I was like, probably in and around an hour. You know, it would probably make sense. He did it in nine and a half minutes. No, he did not. Yeah. Nine and a half minutes. Ran from the ground floor up to the top of the Empire State Building in nine minutes, 33 seconds. Oh, my God. Yeah. Isn't that sick? And we're struggling to walk up, what, the equivalent of that. And it's probably going to take us 10 hours. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably take us 10 hours. Nine and a half minutes. Oh, my God. That's incredible. <sighs> yeah. Wow. I just, I, I, just could, I, I couldn't. Now, obviously, that's like comparing us to an elite marathon runner. Now, that's yeah, we're you know. absolutely not near that level, so we uh, couldn't yeah. possibly do it. No, so tower running is a thing, apparently. So they do it all over the place. Uh, I don't think anyone's done it here because I don't know. We don't really have a very high building. What's the tallest office block? Be down the keys somewhere. That one, the Indeed building, or oh, the one beside the Indeed building, I think. 
would probably be the tallest. Or if he could run up the inside of the spire, I don't know, maybe he can, and that would be it. But nine and a half minutes. So listen, myself and Saoirse are going to try and do it in nine and a half hours. We are going to try and uh, complete the 1,860 steps head-to-head. We'll see you can do it uh, the fastest. We'll be doing that on Friday. We'll be kicking off Friday morning. We'll, we'll more than likely be doing it on an Instagram Live as well for the whole thing. So uh, you'll be able to check in and make sure that we're doing it, see how we're getting on. Uh, it's all for um, FM104's Mind Your Noggin Day. So we're doing this to try and help raise funds for FM104's Mind Your Noggin Day, which is raising funds for Jigsaw. Uh, check out Jigsaw's uh, services and their website. And we're going to be having a little chat with one of their clinical leads who works in the uh, Southwest Dublin uh, Dublin office uh, a little bit later on. So uh, on the way next, we're going to be doing down with that sort of thing. Careful now. It's a roundup of the weirdest stories from all over the world. Uh, this evening's one involving a South Korean football club that had to apologise for placing hundreds and hundreds of a particular type of doll in the stadium to make it look as if it was full. That's it on the way next here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Still to come and chat with uh, one of the lead clinical workers out in Jigsaw's Dublin South West location, uh, all in aid, and to give you more info about what they do and why we're supporting them on FM 104's Mind Your Noggin Day this Friday. Now, though... Down with this sort of thing. Careful now. FM 104. Can I just mention off the bat, um, because obviously that clip is from Father Ted, down with that sort of thing, careful now, there is a job going. Someone's going to pay you, a website will pay you, 11 euro an hour to just rewatch and review all the Father Ted episodes. Sorry, your mic's on now. Um, yeah, so 11 quid an hour to watch it. The website is called Meanwhile in Ireland. They have the website, uh, they have the job application up. It's only for a couple of weeks, by the way. It's going to kick off in July and uh, applications will be closing very, very shortly. But if you're a big Father Ted fan and you want an excuse to rewatch all the series, Head on over to that website, uh, Meanwhile in Ireland, and look for that job posting. 11 quid an hour, just, you know, you just have to yeah. review them and rank them and give your opinion on them. E- Happy days. Even if you weren't a huge fan of a TV show, you would do that. You'd watch it and review it for 11 quid an hour. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So there you go. So that's something. Make yourself a bit of money and uh, a bit of extra money in, in lockdown. Moving on now to some of the uh, weirder stories from all over the world. We will start off with the first one here. FC Seoul. Seoul. FC Seoul. Um, they're obviously South Korean football team. Um, they've had to come out and issue an apology because <laughs> they have uh, allegedly and been accused of filling up their stands with, not mannequins, but filling up their stands with sex dolls to make it look as if there was... Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. People in the crowd. What? Why? So... They are currently, uh, the, the K-League, the South Korean Football League, is currently going ahead. They're still playing matches, but it has to be behind closed doors. They're not allowing anyone in to watch. So what, what this club did was um, try to add some sort of atmosphere. They've put up uh, kind of posters with people and cardboard cutouts of people to make it look, I think to try and make it look a little bit more appealing for TV as much as anything else and maybe for the players. They've put in... Uh, sex dolls. Now they've dressed them up in t-shirts and outfits. It's not just they're not, they're not like naked sex dolls that are in the crowd, but they're all holding. But posters. why sex dolls? Yeah, I don't know. Like, do they look more realistic? Maybe, and that's why they use them. Maybe that was it because we know like these sex dolls can cost thousands, and some of them are incredibly human-looking and, and realistic. Um, but that would realistic. be very costly to get. You know. Yeah, I know yeah. they're not so, going to fill the whole stadium with them, but like to even have enough of them to kind of make it look like there's a few people there, be costly enough. Um, yeah, so everyone went mad then on Instagram, all their fans saying it was a disgrace that this uh, football club has been using sex dolls. But the club came out to say that no, they, they weren't in fact sex dolls at all and they had to apologise for the confusion. But they, they look exactly like it. What they've done is they, they've made them more human looking, so I think they took the heads off certain ones and just put them on mannequins. Um yeah, it is a bit strange, but the only thing I could say is they do look a little bit more real than than other kind of blow-up dolls yeah. or, uh, and you know, it's, uh, it's an idea for Shamrock Rovers or Bows or whoever when they kind of get back <laughs> to playing football that maybe that'll be... Yeah, and look, they're clothed. They're not naked, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was happening over in South Korea. Now, uh, a German student... He's been arrested over in Australia by Australian authorities because he literally spent a night in the museum over there. He had his own little night at the museum party. Oh. And he broke in, so there was scaffolding up around the bill at one of these Sydney museums with loads of their natural history museums with loads of dinosaurs in, and security footage caught him in on his own in the entire museum, the place to himself, 1am, sauntering around, just taking selfies, putting his head in the middle of like the dinosaur mouths and taking photos. And then he obviously got arrested. Yeah, you would get arrested for doing that. Probably not the mm. wisest idea, but um, I mean, it's kind of fun. You can get away with it. That's what I mean. Like, you know, you hear those people as well. I know some people, there used to be this internet trend going on in Ikea where people would try and have sleepovers in Ikea. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember thinking that in, I think I went to the zoo one day and I remember thinking, if I just hide and then they close up at whatever time. And I'm in the zoo all by myself. Yeah. I, I get to see the animals, like, firsthand. I'd love that. And then you so, yeah, I can understand the of trying to do something like that. Not saying it's a good idea. You will get arrested. But I can understand why. Mm. Yeah, so you're very on private uh, night at the museum. He was obviously caught. He's been charged. 25-year-old German student. Wasn't, wasn't the best. He'll probably be booted out now. They don't take too kindly to... Uh, 
people doing things like that when they're over there. Yeah. But yeah, he, German students spent one night on his own in uh, a natural history museum uh, over in Australia. This next story is a little bit um, is a little bit terrifying, and there's video footage of this, which is very, very, very creepy. Okay, and uh, it involves a funeral and a grave. And we've mentioned similar stories to this before, but there was a funeral taking place over in Indonesia at the start of the month, and the coffin had just been lowered into the grave, and there hadn't been any dirt on it there, and people were still obviously mourning, and the mass was still taking place around it. But there is a... The the way the coffin was designed, that there was like a, a window on the front of the wooden coffin, if that makes sense. So a slight, small little window where you can see in and you can obviously see the person, your loved one that you're burying. Yeah. They're not completely sealed. And Oh, don't tell me. Yeah. No. They As they up. lowered it down, you can <gasps> see a hand waving from inside the coffin. Oh, my God. And this wasn't a prank or anything? No, no, no. no. This is not a prank. This is not a prank at all. But there's a video where you just see the person's left hand coming up and shaking. Oh, my God, that's absolutely terrifying. So what, did they... Were they buried alive? Is that what happened? No. Oh. They buried them. Because they were dead. (gasps) What? No. Hang on a second. The person was dead. Yeah. So it was one of those cases of... Did you ever hear of the body dead bodies can move after they've died when they're when they're what you call it decomposing you, you've heard of bodies that will suddenly sit up in the morgue before they're buried no it's, Cormac I haven't have you never heard of this no this is terrifying so when this is real. Like, when when the liquids and all the the gases are coming out and when the, the the muscle starts to break down and the tendons start to break down it'll kind of act like levers or certain things will seize up. You know what I mean? So there's enough fluid in your muscles and the muscles will start to tense up and certain limbs can fly up and arms can move and heads can move and things like that. So they said that was what was happening when the dead body was in the coffin, that it was obviously a tendon or whatever was, when it was decomposing, it was causing movements of the arms and the limbs and it made it look as if the the body had come back to life and that it was trying to get back out, but it wasn't. It was just that I, I didn't know you you didn't know that that happens sometimes when people have passed away. That as the body is decaying, there can be movements and there can be you know trapped air can get out to make it sound as if they're talking, not talking, but making a noise like. <sighs> and he's like, oh god, oh, that's absolutely that's really scary. I didn't know any of this. No, oh my god, imagine you were there and that was someone obviously that you loved and you and you were there to mourn them. Oh, and you you'd be in bits, wouldn't you? Yeah. You really would, like. That's, I don't know, I don't know how I'd cope with that. Yeah, there was a, there was a big study last year that was done that showing that uh, a dead body can move significantly and, and a hell of a lot more than what was once previously thought as they kind of decompose. Um, but like as, as a wave, like fair enough, a, a jitter or, you know, some type of movement, but a, a, literally putting your hand up and waving. Yeah. So they did, I remember this was, an Australian firm did this last year, a facility did it last year, and they kind of time-lapsed the bodies at 30-minute intervals, and it showed the bodies, no one was touching the bodies, but they moved significantly from where they were set to where they wound up being after a couple of days because of the different processes that are going on. But isn't that terrifying? Absolutely terrifying. Oh, Oh, you're sitting down there kind of going, what's going on? No, don't like that at all. Uh, No. No. So, uh, moving on from that, we'll go from dead people to aliens, which is always a little bit of crack. A Love it. UFO yeah. hunter, there's loads of those UFO hunters uh, around the place, by the way, uh, claims to have found a 
an alien base, right? An underground alien base on an uninhabited island in, in Indonesia. Same neck of the woods, actually, yeah. So he, he claims to have found this on Google Maps, by the way, and it's, it's for all of us to see. Oh, okay. This is interesting me. It's, it's very weird. So he's got a picture up here of uh, one of the beaches over in this location, in this, this kind of beach that's over in Indonesia. And it does look like a, like, what would you say, a kind of pentagon shaped doorway system that might open. Okay. On Google Maps. Mm. Uh, and you zoom in, and you can zoom in a little bit closer, and it does look like a little bit of a doorway. And he claims that this is obviously definitive proof that we are living with aliens and that they're living in a secret base over in Indonesia. I don't want them to live in secret, though. Huh? I really want them to come out and say hello to me. I know, I know. Um, but until we're ready, Saoirse, until the pandemic is over, we can't be, uh, you know, we, can't, we have to socially isolate along with the aliens oh, yeah. as well, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So that, that's what they're claiming, that this is like a, a doorway slash portal that the uh, alien UFOs will be able to fly into. Um, the location is even marked. The coordinates, I can't even say these coordinates, is it one hour, 13 minutes, 42 seconds south, and then, or is it one degree, 13 minutes I don't know how to read those coordinates. Anyway, the coordinates are there if you want to Google uh, Indonesia alien hut. What I think it probably is, is just a load of rocks that are... It's either looking directly down on a rock or a monument, and because mm. of the way it's perfectly looking down straight down on top of it. You know, if you kind of looked straight down on top of the Wellington Monument or the spire or something, it wouldn't look like the spire? It would look like something yeah. weird? Uh, look, I hope they are actually aliens and they're in hiding. Let's just go with that for the salacious claims. Let's just throw that out there, right? Alien base has been found over in Indonesia. Head on over there now and you can have a look at an ET or a grey and see what the story is. Yeah, look. Um, Yeah, the final story here uh, this evening. (laughs) A bit of a a weird one. We're going over to Detroit, Detroit, where uh, this was doing the rounds. And because of social distancing, we've seen this here, by the way, where priests are carrying out socially distant and uh, like confessions, where you can have a confession in a car park and you can do mass that way. And, and certain people, are, I know there's, I think there's a priest down in Tipperary who's doing masses. He's doing masses via Twitch or live streaming masses on the weekends via Facebook Live and Twitch. So even, oh, you know. That's good. That's good the for religious the lads. and granddads, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. The religious yeah. lads are finding uh, new and different ways to try and combat uh, the coronavirus restrictions and lockdowns that are everywhere over in, <laughs> over in Detroit a priest has uh, filled up a water gun with holy water and he's decided to spray holy water on his parishioners from afar from a safe distance so that they can still get their blessing and their holy stuff but they don't have to risk uh, well in fairness I wonder if the water has been disinfected it probably hasn't been put at least the priest doesn't have to touch them on the head or, or you know add the anointment to them he's doing it via a water gun he is loving that he gets to just fire water at anyone in the, like any crowds of people. He's like, yeah. "Oh no, I'm giving you holy water." Yeah. So putting it in his little uh, little super soaker four thousand and putting his blessed water in there and uh, going around blessing people. And he was doing it in the church. He was also doing it in through the car windows of people who just wanted to pull up outside and be extra safe and be extra careful. Uh, so that is what one 
bishop and one priest is doing over in Detroit using a water gun to try and keep everyone safe and making sure that they still have their blessings now. So that's uh, what's been going on. If you come across anything that we might have missed here on the show that's a little bit random and a little bit weird, do let us know what the story is. Uh, drop us a WhatsApp, 87 But that's been down that sort of thing. Careful now. We'll do it again next Wednesday, same time. Let us know and mad that you see. On the way, a bit of music from Dua Lipa and we'll also... Uh, be chatting to John Owens from Jigsaw, the mental health charity that we're going to be raising as much money as possible for that's happening uh, this Friday, by the way. So, uh, Little Mixer involved, the script, the Coronas, uh, Ruth Ann, a huge amount of acts and artists will be taking over the station here on Friday. If you want more information, if you're fortunate enough to be in a position where you feel you can donate anything, the price of a pint, the price of a cup of coffee, fm104.ie forward slash donate. All the information is up there and it will be hugely appreciated and go towards a hugely beneficial charity that is uh, needed now more than ever. So listen, our conveyor will be having a chat with John next here. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. It's Cormac and Saoirse here and you may or may not know, but you should know by now, listen, if you've been listening to the station for the last while, uh, on Friday we're doing FM 104's Mind Your Noggin Day and we're doing it to raise as much money and, and as much awareness as possible for Ireland's leading mental health charity, that is Jigsaw. They look after uh, tons of young people from around Dublin and all over the country and as we know, uh, all of the charities that have been, you know, trying to fundraise this year have had everything pretty much put to a halt. So we're going to be trying to do as much as possible. We have got Little Mix lined up for Friday. We've got the script, Ruth and the Coronas. Tons, tons, tons more. So it's going to be a, a really special day on Friday. If you can donate anything at all, fm104.ie forward slash donate, all the details. But joining us on the line now to talk a little bit more about the, the, the work that Jigsaw does in Dublin and around the country, clinical lead, uh, John Owens, sir. John, how are things? Hi, Cormac. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, not too bad. I mean, um, it was a beautifully lovely day today. Unfortunately, we were stuck inside working. But um, we just wanted to get you on for a quick chat to maybe give a brief overview of what's the story with Jigsaw. For someone who may not have heard of Jigsaw as of yet, what exactly do you guys do? So here in Jigsaw, we're a primary care early intervention uh, service for young people's mental health. And we work with people between the ages of 12 and 25. Um, and we do that in a number of different ways. So we have local services across the country that offer direct clinical support to young people. Uh, we also work with young people, adults and professionals in a community setting as well, so providing workshops, training and education to, let's say, teachers and members of community groups and other people who are directly working with young people. Um, and we also undertake research and evaluation so we can better understand the mental health needs of young people in Ireland as well. Right, so at the moment, uh, where Jigsaw is at, following the government guidelines, we have to suspend our direct clinical service face-to-face in March and also put a pause on any in-person delivery of, of training and education. Mm. So since then, we've been working really hard, everyone at Jigsaw, to try to adapt to the new normality and try to continue to provide a wide range of accessible and relevant support to young people, parents, guardians and professionals as well. So at the moment, um, our online platform is called Jigsaw Online. We put a lot of work into that just over the last couple of months and that offers a lot of written information, vlogs, web webinars and lots of voice there for young people, parents and professionals. And there's also, of course, content relating directly to COVID-19 and its impact on mental health at the moment. So on Jigsaw Online, young people can engage in group chats with the Jigsaw clinician. They can also use an Ask Jigsaw function as well. They can submit a question and get a response from that. And in addition, we have a free phone service which we launched recently 
that can be used for young people and parents or guardians and they can get through directly to a jigsaw commission there. People are forgetting that your mental health is so important and especially for young people do the leaving cert or the junior cert or everything's been cancelled in that regard you're alone for the most part are you finding a huge rise of people coming towards you guys to, to look for help? I suppose it's been a bit of a, an a evolving situation since the, the lockdown began initially we did see a lot of young people were maybe a bit relieved they weren't in school anymore you know <laughs> there was a bit of a novelty factor to, to the lockdown but yeah. Definitely over the last number of weeks, um, we've seen you know a huge increase in the traffic to Jigsaw Online and the calls coming in here as well. So a lot of young people, to give them credit, are managing quite well, you know, but there's a lot of young people, I think all of us are finding it tough at times as well. So we've definitely heard a lot of uncertainty and, and anxiety around the future, be that with exams, employment, you know, no matter how big or small, it might be a summer trip that was cancelled, it might be the leaving cert, you know, it's all relevant for each person. So Definitely finding um, levels of anxiety are, are increasing. Uh, young people are feeling, you know, kind of bored, and that can lead to kind of low moods and low motivation as well. And really being, you know, cut off from your friends mm. and your family, and maybe those outlets that you may have had, be it GAA, be it rugby, soccer, drama, whatever it might be, those things aren't there at the moment, and that, yeah. that is really affecting them. Let's say I was going to avail of your services, that I was in that age group that you look and support. I suppose, does it? what does that process look like? You know, let's say pre-pandemic, let's say in a, in a normal working situation, I mean, do, do, does it cost anything for someone to want to go and, and, and kind of get help or, or counselling or intervention? So, you know, um, what does it look like for a normal person on, on their, I suppose, journey through your services? Yeah, so I suppose it's just important to, to note that, unfortunately, we don't have a direct jigsaw service in each location in Ireland. We do mm. have 12 services, and so if someone is in a catchment area for a local jigsaw service, um, it, it's completely free of cost. A young person can give us a call themselves and we'll just make sure that, that we have their parents' consent. We'll set up an, an initial appointment with them and they'll come into us here and meet with the clinician. And they'll have a chance to just talk about what's been happening for them, what they've been finding difficult and we try to help them identify you know, a goal that they might yeah. want to achieve um, and just really help them make sense and help them cope with um, what's been happening for them. So we'd offer them up to eight sessions of direct support then. And likewise, a, a parent can refer their young person, you know, be their son or daughter, just as long as the young person is, is okay with that and they're content to that as well. Like, people may or may know you're, as you're trained professionals, it isn't necessarily like just, uh, you know, information. You have trained professionals that can help deal with uh, the, the issues that young people may be facing when they present themselves to your service. Exactly. So all our clinicians here are, are mental health professionals. So we employ a mix of um, psychologists, social workers, occupational therapists, mental health nurses and some psychotherapists as well. So it is definitely professional support um, yeah. that you get from, from people with experience in the field, yeah. And how important is it that we raise more money for the charity, especially during these times? Yeah, so that's, that's a really good question. It's really important and we're really grateful for the effort that everyone's making, including your own station. So we need to raise kind of 1.5 million euro this year from, from public fundraising. And really that, that will go directly to supporting the, the Jigsaw online platform to our continued research and to our programmes like the One Good Schools programme we offer in secondary schools as well so you know that's where, where the funding is needed at the moment. I think it, it's it's strange when I look back to when I was in school and I think it wasn't too long ago but the mm. the idea was I uh, suppose it was a foreign idea that if you had any sort of struggles going on in your head the only person that you might have been able to turn to and this is no obviously disrespect to them what might have been your school's chaplain or the guidance counsellor. Now the guidance counsellors were obviously some of the busiest people on the face of the earth because they had just yeah. about like several hundred students and 
asking for advice and, and having to check in on them. So, like, in, in your view, and I don't want to get you in, maybe in trouble or whatever, but <laughs> overall countries' mental health services for young people, are, are they getting better? Are they completely underfunded? Are we way off where we need to be? Or what's your view of, the, let's say, the support services overall in the country? This has definitely come a long way. And I think if we think back to when, to when we were in school again, not, not that long ago, uh, our options may have been limited. There is definitely a lot of great work being done by Jigsaw, by other organisations such as Spun Out, Mental Health Ireland, mm-hmm. you know, there's the whole wide range of services that are working together to provide that space for young people. Um, obviously, it's not perfect. Yes, you know, we we do face you know maybe problems in in recruiting staff into the field, and others to spend your vacant psychology posts in the HSE. And yeah, I think it's just it's dealing with those waiting lists and, and trying to offer, offer a timely service for young people not yeah. waiting so long. That's that's still a challenge that we're facing. But what's really good is for anyone that is kind of feeling a bit low to know that you're on social media, like you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, so people can easily access the information there. Of course, yeah. So there is um, there's lots of great directories around there. Like as I said, Jigsaw have the, the online platform. We're also on, on Instagram and Twitter there and a lot of the other organisations will have a very strong online presence. Uh, so before, listen, before we let you go, we said appreciate you coming on and we're looking forward to this Friday. I don't, I don't know if we, we, we mentioned to you, John, myself and Saoirse to try and uh, you know help drum up a little bit of uh, uh, attention and engagement. Our, our, uh, we've challenged ourselves. We are racing to the top of the Empire State Building on Friday uh, in our own houses. So we have decided to see who can complete 1,860 steps uh, the quickest. Uh, okay. I went for a little. Uh, we're doing it in our own homes, socially distanced, happy days, and we did it in our own. Uh, I went for a trial run yesterday, actually, and I thought it would be easy. And my God, I was like, oh, okay, probably <laughs> needs to get a little bit fitter in the next two days before we tried this, right? But um, so that's going to be a, a brilliant, uh, you know, I think a day on this Friday. And so we're obviously delighted as stations and as individuals to get behind uh, Jigsaw. As I said, more, more professional facilities like you guys are needed because I think maybe people don't know that as you said it's qualified psychologists and professionals and not just people who are you know trying to help but maybe may not have the professional skills that they need so that's obviously a huge huge thing and that's one of the reasons I think we, we are obviously so very impressed with Jigsaw and the help that they're doing around Dublin and around the country but for young people right now who you know you're probably seeing loads of people and, and hearing from a lot of people who might be out of sorts because <laughs> the world has been turned on its head they're isolated from friends that they, as he's mentioned, they can't play their guitar, or soccer, or rugby, or whatever it is. Would you have any like couple of tips on how how they can keep their heads right during this phase and this pandemic that we're in? Yeah, I think that the most important thing just to, to acknowledge for young people and for us all is that look, it's completely okay to be feeling anxious, to be feeling low, have those worries at the moment because we're all trying to make sense of of a new world, and that's going to mm-hmm. take a lot of energy from us. So the first thing I'd say is just be kind to yourself in that to notice what you're feeling and what you're thinking and, and that's okay to do that you know um, what can help and it depends on maybe what a young person is experiencing but let's say for if someone is feeling anxious you know anxiety will, will feed off uncertainty it loves us you know so there's always something that's within our control that we can focus on it might be really small it might be routine during the day or putting a bit of work into a new hobby or like that so just focus on the small things you can control some kind of general advice around minding your mental health is we have kind of a flight a day for your mental health you may have seen so kind of different things you can do during the day so one would be to connect with others obviously to keep active so you know maybe get out for a bit of exercise as I said just taking notice of, of what's around you and what you're feeling and I think quite often we get swept up with the business of everything so just taking the time to slow down you know try to challenge yourself every day in a small way it might be you know I don't think many young people are doing crosswords around like that but you know it could be 
it's a small challenge to keep learning and keep and keep developing skills. And also a really good way um, is is to give as well. You know, so it may be making a small donation through FM One Four this week. It might be helping your sibling with their homework, or you know, giving their granddad or grand, grandma a call. Just doing something for other people can really help us. I've noticed as well, just um, because we're working from home and I live alone as well, that you're on social media all the time, which is great. You're connecting with people in that sense. But just picking up the phone and calling a friend, even just for twenty minutes to hear someone's voice you just feel so much better yeah and i think we've all been using you know house party and zoom and and that, that can be a bit overwhelming sometimes in, in large groups mm. or even just even just pick up the phone for a quick chat and um, it can really help you connect when we can't see each other in person yeah and sis you know you're giving me abuse for playing call of duty warzone but you're playing with the lads you know what i mean you're staying connected <laughs> and i'm challenging myself not to die in the first five minutes on that game but listen uh, you sound... happy then that's okay uh, yeah listen uh, brilliant and sound pieces of advice is that John Owens who's the clinical manager for the uh, Jigsaw Dublin Southwest uh, Centre thanks a million for popping on we really really do hope that Friday um, goes really well and we hope to raise as much money as possible if you're listening and you want to donate something small now we'd really appreciate John and all his staff would really appreciate it as well fm104.ie forward slash forward slash donate but listen uh, John thanks a million for popping on okay no worries thanks a million for having me Anytime. Thank you very much for that, uh, John, as well. Also, just a quick reminder, jigsawonline.ie if you want to find uh, more links, uh, more information and more help, uh, either if you're a young person who needs help at the moment or you're a parent or a guardian of a young per- person and you're wondering uh, what to do or, you know, is there anything you can help with, jigsawonline.ie and then there's also the information and details of the free phone service that they have available as well. So jigsawonline.ie, all the information that you need. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.